Podcast starts at 19 seconds. So welcome to a new episode of Fit the Description, a Black Miss podcast where various black men come together to talk about life, society, entertainment, culture, news, and whatever else we want to talk about from various black men's perspectives. I'm your host, G, and today we got Adam. Yo. And we got James. I'm just here now trying to get seen. So as usual, if you like this podcast, make sure to come in and subscribe. Make sure to like it up, you know, help us out, help us build this channel, help us build this brand. Also check us out on various different podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. All the links are down below. Also, just so you know, we're also on Rumble. I know we've been having some issues uploading over there on Rumble. I don't know what's going on. We're trying to get that fixed. So hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, that issue is finally corrected. And what else? Oh, I do want to say this too. So as for the Patreon, I mean, because we do have a Patreon, but I haven't really uploaded much content on there because we're trying to grow the audience here first. And once we grow the audience, then we'll start working on the Patreon. So if we start getting subscribers over there, then I'll start to upload. But right now, like we do have a Patreon. So if you want to support the channel, check that out. We do have exclusive content. But as soon as we get like one patron over there, I'm definitely going to start working very hard and very quickly to start uploading a lot of content because we got a lot of backup content that needs to go up on there. So if you want to check that out, make sure to go over there. Uh, with that being said, we'll go ahead and get started. I feel like you have a very few amount of people who are willing to put in the work, like you said, and willing to make their goals and their dreams come true. Then you have people that just want that handout, that want the help, so that way they can do it or at least half-heartedly do it. But that also comes down to individual mentality. If they're willing to do it or if they're willing to work together to make a dream come true, that will not only boost themselves up, but, you know, I don't know, later on, you know, have some type of thing within their company that allows grants or whatnot to go out to African-Americans and people who are trying to start their own business. It's it's not in the sense of saying, like, I'm going to start a business so I can support other businesses. No, I started a business so I can support myself. Now, if I get to a certain level, you know, and I'm well off now, you know, then I can, you know, create something that may help other people get off their uh, feet to help start their businesses, which will, you know, continue the cycle. But it's not very likely of it happening. It's going to happen. It happens every day. You know, but just not on the same level as in other communities it would. Because when you're in a community, you're supposed to be about the community in yourself. You know, you make sure yourself is good first in the community. And for some people, they see it's the opposite. I want to make sure the community is good first, then myself. Or at least that's how they voice it. They make it seem like, you know, that I need words in a sense. It's not. Like, um... <laughs> I think I used to think like you guys when I was younger and then one thing happened. Those are a few things, but one thing always sticks out in my head when I have conversations like this with young people, I used to, I mean, obviously I'm in a car like that and I had a sponsor that I worked with and, you know, we built cars, like he helped me build my car, you know, all this. 
he had an amazing shop and we used to always hang out over there. Well, one time this white kid came in there and he was wrenching on a car and it was like an old school car that he was making into some cool, he was building this crazy car and his, we just didn't pay no attention to him. And one day his mom came in and we just talked to his mom because she you know, she's cute or whatever. So we just sparked up a conversation with her. This chick literally had a job that I don't, I mean, her job had to have been a damn near seven figure situation. And she was like, look, we made sure to hold our kid to a very strict standard. He is captain of the debate team. He's captain of the cross team. He's got a 4.2 GPA. He's got blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh-huh. She said, so basically, he's about to be a senior. Now, we know he's probably going to go to an Ivy League school, and then he's either going to end up working for his dad's company or he's going to be in some you know, white-collar Fortune 500 company doing whatever the hell makes him money. And we're like, okay, like, damn, you got this whole shit mapped out. She's like, well, yeah, pretty much. So she said, this is the time where I want to give him some, I forgot the word she used, but in my head I thought, like, um, like, color. So she said, we bought him this car and this is a rare car and we basically bought it as a piece of crap and we bought all the components to make it an amazing car. So he's going to take this whole summer and he's going to build this car by himself. And this will be the only thing blue collar he does in his entire life. And then once he's finished, he can drive it to school his senior year. And then he can have fun with it for that year. And if when he sells it, the car is so rare and built that he'll make money off of the sale and he can keep that money and he can use that towards whatever he wants to do, enterprising or what have you. And I looked at this chick like that is the the most genius gangster shit I've ever heard. Like your son's life is already planned out for him. Even if, if he up, yeah. he's gonna have Ivy League set up, white collar all the way. I don't know any black person that's ever been like, "Yo, I'm gonna take Lamont and I'm gonna teach this how to do stocks, and he's gonna end up being a billionaire." They instead we teach black people, "Hey, man, don't snitch. Keep it real. Uh, you know, what I'm saying, uh, do the do the jerk." Um, you know what I'm saying? Pop your collar, do the stanky leg, you know what I'm saying? Don't, you know, don't fight that dude over there, you know what I'm saying? Uh uh, don't back down. Um, school is for nerds. You're not wrong on that, James. That's that's true. That is what's really taught in our community. Mm-hmm. Within the community, a majority of us are within the community. There are very few of us who are actually outside the community or outside that area, you know, that they either inherited or that they went through themselves just like, you know, this one woman did. 
that you but very rare. Now, similar that's similar. I got a story about my um my friend's boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. He grew up in a very well wealthy family. His father is a professor at uh, one of the universities out in Diamond Bar. Not I'm sorry, not Diamond not University in Diamond Bar, Long Beach University. Um mm-hmm. his mother is a Long Beach University teacher as well. However, she stopped working so that way she can create her own business, um, her own daycare. She takes care of all the children within their community. They live in a gated community um, in, um, in Diamond Bar. So she makes a good amount of money, over 100 figures herself, just taking care of those kids. He brings in all this money, right? They had five kids all together. Now, one of them went off to the military, one of them went off to the university. Two of them were underage, uh, right? So that's the mm-hmm. careers that they chose to go into. And the, the one in the military is an officer. Now, the boyfriend, Drake, he believed in that. He believed he was he was well off. He did not need to go the route he did, but he did because he thought it was cool and he listened to people and he was just like, well. I'm not the same thing. I'm not going to be a sellout. I'm going to go into this is what I want to do because it will show the people that I'm really this person, really about this life. And he didn't need to be. I feel I feel a lot of people, you go into that life because you don't really have any outlet. You don't, or you got in trouble and you don't know how to get yourself out of it. So this is the only area that you really ain't going to be in until you get the knowledge or until you are able to get yourself out. But majority of them don't. He got caught transporting coke in the trunk of a car going across state line. He went to jail for a long time. You know, his parents, with the money that they had, they was able to get him out earlier, you know, reduce sentence or whatever it was. Basically, he's out now. But the whole caveat is to that is similar to what you're saying. His brothers went a certain route because they had these available, these this route available to them. You know, they're doing good. They're well off now. Not exactly on that level, but they're well off for themselves. The other brother who listened and thought that this is what he needed to do because he was black and this is how black people live, went this route. And now he doesn't have anything and he's struggling because his parents cut him off from, from everything because they gave him another chance and he did not, he didn't want to take it. He wanted to live this life. Now, I don't know if that's going to be his future 100%, but that's what it's been like for the last 10 years. So I do agree with you that, one, we do have, well, we do have we do have ways to get there. It's going, you know, it's different ways, but we do have ways. Now, it's not as common as our white counterparts and their family and how they have everything marked straight ahead for him. You know, they didn't have everything marked. They didn't have everything marked. They was just given two ways. They said, you either go to the military or you go to school and we'll support you. And that was it. That's, and then you build, you know, you do what you want to do from there as long as you're within the air, the, the, these two areas. So I, I feel like we do, we do have the choice. You know, we do have choices, but not all of us have are given a silver spoon like how some of us are, or you know, as many people as white people are given um, silver golden spoons. I feel like we should 
take more, um, be more involved in our children and trying to teach them things that we know now that we didn't know when we were children, but our parents didn't know. But you know, now that knowledge is much more accessible to us and to any individual, it's kind of like, well, why wouldn't you? Well, why didn't you at this point? But, Sorry, my baby started crying, man. No, no, So, I mean, I agree with you. You're right. You are right. Because there are things I wish I knew when I was younger that my parents didn't know, wasn't able to teach me that I now know that I'm willing, going to teach my children when they get older. Because right now they're they're not understanding of it. Um, But I also see that if I had known certain things, my life would probably be different. Well, not be different. It would be different, you know? But I also think that it's also self-discipline as well. When we get 18, 16, 17, 18, we start learning a lot more information. Now, also at those ages, we are very influenceable. We are influenced by like fast money, fast life, and people who have things that we don't, and we listen to them. Some of those people end up in the bad crowd because they listen to people that they shouldn't be listening to. Because they seem like, hey, this is the way you want to go if you want to get what I got. While others, they're not that influenceable or they're very, they're more on the strict release, like uh, how that mother was with her, uh, with her child. Like, this is what you're going to do. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Okay. But I'm just trying to say, like, I, you're right. I believe you, you're right. We do have. We do have people like that, but it's not nowhere as near as as our white counterparts do, or how they go about doing things. Exactly. But it's supposed to be that way. It is. But I also believe that when they say that, I'm not trying to defend them, how they say that we're trying to catch up for doing a 400-year catch-up later. We are catching up. It's more accessible and we're able to do things a lot more, you know, than what we were able to do just 40 years ago, 30 years ago. So I think that in the near future, probably within the next, you know, 30 years, 40 years, we're going to see a big increase in, in Black businesses. And hopefully from that, it um, spans out to be actually like actually the community itself that takes advantage of it and not just individuals. <laughs> Man, that's what I said. Hopefully, it's not hopefully. That's the that's the problem. Still, your mentality is still the problem. Not to be, in, but let me ask you a question straight up. Okay, so you're in your thirties, right? Yeah. When did you get your first phone? My first phone. Mm-hmm. I bought. Well, I didn't buy it. My mom got it for me when I was eighteen, but I didn't understand how it really works with payments exactly. and everything. What kind of phone was it? Remember? It was a Sprint's Rumor. Okay. So was it green screen? Did it have snake? What did it have? Pictures, camera, what? It had a camera. It had a, the quartzy phone, the one where you can flip up and then you have like a whole text messaging thing right there. Mm-hmm. Um, And it had it, it kind of had like snake games. It was like an old school one. So it was like, I mean, not old, but at that right. time, snake and mine and solitaire. Yeah, just basic, right? Okay. Oh, say it again? Said basic stuff. Yeah. When you were 18, right? Yeah. So 
Okay, so 18. 15 years later, right? Yeah. It's today, right? It's um. Say 18 Pretty years close. later. 15. 15, like 15. Years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 15 years later. Uh huh. What kind of phone do you have? I have an iPhone 13. You have a what? iPhone 13. Okay, you got an iPhone. What's yeah. is that? The only thing that you can't do is drive your car, right? Oh, man. If I had a Tesla, yeah, it would. See, but no, okay. no. Exactly. Exactly. If you had a Tesla, that would drive you around. Yeah. 15 years. Did you see how fast technology changed? Did you see how fast everything developed? Yeah. And I didn't see it at first, but now that we're older, now that I'm older, I'm looking, actually looking back on it. It's crazy. It is crazy okay. how fast it developed. It's, right? It's insane, right? Yeah. But you just said, hopefully in 30 double. What the f- technology just changed in? You hope that black people will kind of start uh, developing more businesses and shit. And hopefully. Yes. How the hell is that possible? That they would start doing more uh, creating more businesses? You said 30 years. Yeah. I just showed you the evolution of a cell phone. 15 years is doing, basically the only thing it's not doing is is, uh, is, is you can't marry your phone yet. I mean, but in Japan, man. Probably, no, I'm just it's playing probably with you. It's probably coming, you know what I'm saying? Well, what I'll say to this, the reason why I gave that number is because technology is changeable. And, you know, it is fat. It is. No. Okay, look, here. You can change technology. He's about to go right into the trap. Come on. Come on with it. Come on with it. You can change technology. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. So if you, if this is what I think it is, you know what I'm going to say next is you can't change human nature. Yep. Okay, yeah. I fell into your trap. Go ahead. Because that's that's what I was going for. (laughs) It's going right into it. So you can't change human nature, right? Well, you can, but you can't change it. You can't always change it on the as fast as you want to change it. That's what I will say, because I have found out recently that you can. People, even in their old age, when I used to believe that people are set in their ways, that's not true. It's not true that they're not set in their ways. They just don't want to change. It's not that they're not. Right. So, <laughs> okay. So now you're saying people can change, but they just change very, evolve very slowly, right? Yeah. Okay. So that leads me full circle to my initial statement. If that's the case, and black, then black people are always going to have an inherent um, fucking mentality about the word nigger. No, because I said they're slow to change, not that they don't change. And that's okay. why I was. That's why what I said earlier was that it's going to take some generations before that actually. Yep. yep. Come stops. on. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because so while I reeling them in, we're reeling While them in. I myself, you know, I don't feel that way. My brother, you know, I can't really say much for my one sister, but my brother, he doesn't see it that way. You know, it's it's I I that's why I'm like, it's not a community based thing. It's an individual based train of thought. 
because you can have a, you can have a seminar, you can talk to people about these things, and out of thirty people, maybe twenty of the people took what you said to heart, and they understand, they see them like they might change now or you know relatively quicker. But then you have ten people that are going to stay the same, and that's within the generation. And then when you go to the next generation, then it may be eight, it may be five, it may be one. You know, and that's just within that that area. Within that area, <clears throat> let me ask you this: um, You're in your thirties. Uh huh. Did you ever have a Betamax? A Betamax. Mm-hmm. Betamax. I take I, that No. Is that a computer? It is not. No, that sounds like an audio system. It is not. No, I can I give don't. you the no I can give you the name that you probably know. Go ahead. Do you have a do you have a VCR? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Smaller cassette tapes. <laughs> no, no, okay. So Betamax and VCR came out actually a Betamax was a better product. They came out around the same time. And they had Betamax, a smaller cassette tape. No, not cassette tape, but it had a smaller like Yeah, the cassette. The cassette okay. was a little smaller on a Betamax, but it was a better unit. Okay. But, I didn't have it, but I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, but you you didn't because it's obsolete. You guys don't even it was like a not a thing to you. No, no, but I'm saying I know what you're talking about. I've seen a picture of one, but no, I, I didn't have one. History, right? Yeah. So, how fast, and then, but do you still have a VCR? Yeah, well, my mom does. Your mom has a VCR, but you don't. Yeah. Hell, do you even no. have a DVD player? Yeah, I still got a DVD player. One, huh? Just laying around doing nothing? <laughs> Man, let me tell you, it's broken, but I still got it. It's it's broken. So you just got some broken, busted shit in your house. Okay. But think about it like this. Again, I'm showing you how everything's evolving, and it's evolving faster, and it's evolving more efficient. But you're still saying it's going to take several generations. So at what point is it going to go obsolete instead of continuing to slowly evolve? Well... I can't answer that because that's very depicted on human nature and technology. Even though technology does is it can go faster, there's no resistance to that. It's boom, an upgrade, boom, an update, boom, something newer or something okay. upgrade on. Okay, but you can't predict it. That's true because you can't see the future. But there is something called forecasting. Do you know what forecasting is? Yeah, it's a predicament. What you believe it's going to, the route that things are going to go. You basically look at the past and see what you think the future is going to be. So over the last 50 years, how much have we evolved from the N-word and slavery and all of that shit? I mean, slavery, yeah, was pretty much non-existent. It's just a different form of it. Um, It is existent. In your head, huh? it's so it well, is well. Slavery, in the sense, is like you were saying. It the, is, um, yeah, it is, so, it exists when you get arrested. So again, over the next over the last fifty years, how much uh-huh. have we evolved? How much have we evolved? Are, are we are we just talking about 
humans or are we talking about humans and technology based? No, we're talking about black people. Oh, my bad, man. Um, <laughs> all right. In the terms of how we raise our children and just in general how we are, Ooh, I'm not trying to seem like a Debbie Downer, but yep, very little. Exactly. So your 30-year prediction forecast Wait, like it made me right. It, it, what I do want to say though is that <laughs> we do, we do. What's the word? Um, it's not rights. Not not. Yeah. It's a, it's. We have more ability. And I'm not trying to say it like we were handicapped before, you know, or anything, but based off of from where we were at just 50 years ago to now, we have more ability to do, to create, to be who we want to be. Now, with just that in itself, we actually see how far us as a people have came within just 50 years. Now, I'm not speaking on community-based. I'm just talking about us as a people, whether that's individual and community-based. But we have gotten far within the last 50 years. Granted, we're still not at a level where a majority of us want to be as a whole, as a people. But that's why I did say around 30 years, because while we have progressed, you know, faster just within that time, I want to assume that it'll be even faster because we're, even though we're not, wasn't an equal footing, we are progressing very fast to where we will be. Now, yeah, yeah, I'll say that. I know it's like holes in there, but I feel comfortable <laughs> with that. I mean, there's a lot of 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 uh components that you could consider holes in there but i'll let you have that part but i appreciate still, that <laughs> you know because because at the end of the day you're still glazing over my statement your 30-year prediction which is uh, something that is literally means that if you add the last 50 years and you add another 30, you're almost at 100 years. You're saying that, that we will hopefully be in a position where people won't feel a certain way about a word that means nothing to them. Yes. Ultimately, yes, I am. So here's the, so here, so here's the kicker. So we're like 80, 100 years out for hopefully, hopefully having some evolution to this word, right? Or this is what I can also say. So I'm not in the loop because I'm not out there in California like you guys are. But I know there was matter. talk about reparations, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> Just hear me out. So I believe that when there are large influxes of money between people's races of people 
there's opportunity. Now, granted, I feel like majority of the people, whenever, if it even goes, if they first thing they want to do is, you know, probably buy a house. But if they are able to pull together their money, buy and um, to buy and be put in the industry, then that will change the settings of things. And it, it's hope. It's hopeful. That again, I know a lot of what I'm saying is hopeful, and that's just because. You know, like you said, forecasting in a sense, how many people really took advantage when we started getting money from like uh, COVID and everything? I'm, oh my God. Okay. So so that was your statement. Reparations is the key. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not the key. But it that's what you just could, said. It's not. It's not. No, that's what I was saying. Maybe. I didn't say maybe. Man, it may. You got a lot of babies in here. I do because a lot of it right now as it stands, these are ways not ways to get out, but ways that to better ourselves. And that's let just within California, I believe. Let me make a prediction. If we get reparations, what's gonna happen? Louis Vuitton will have record breaking numbers. <laughs> oh my God. Mercedes any fucking car dealership that's high-end is going to make record sales. And L.A., uh, somewhere in California will have a Guinness Book of World Record of robberies and murders. Now, you know what? I'm... One hundred percent with you on that. I believe that will. That's what a possibility of what will happen is self, self. What is it? I don't know. Well, if it exceeds a certain number, you know. But self genocide in the sense in California. Um, but I believe that's that's part of it. That that's part of it. That's what may happen. It's kind of tough, dude, because it goes back to the statement. I didn't want to really go after earlier when you were like, nah, man, they need to click the housing and yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. You do understand you guys fucked that up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know how that happens. You guys fucked Basically that up. Basically speaking, I wasn't part of that. I was a teenager. It. So. <laughs> but wait a minute, but you worked at Enterprise, right? Uh, this is now. This Back then, we're talking about 2008 and everything, right? No, 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 we're not. Oh, you, oh, you talking about recently? We're talking about yes, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Two thousand. Okay. Look, 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 vibe with me here. Okay. <laughs> I brought up a joke a while ago that I saw, and it sparked a big conversation between me and my homies, and it was very interesting. Did you ever watch Married with Children? Yeah. Okay. Married with Children was a fucking hilarious show for us, right? Yeah, it was. Still is. Right? But the dude was a shoe salesman in a mall making minimum wage, right? Yeah. He had a wife that didn't work. He had two kids, but this motherfucker owned a house and a car. Yeah. But he didn't spend his money frivolously at all, right? You know what? I've never really seen him in the show. I mean, he gave his wife some money. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. That's it. No, he, he didn't, didn't spend any money, right? He did that's it. Real, that's reality, dude. Bro, I'm living that right now. 
okay, but <laughs> I know back in the day, I had plenty of homies who they wanted house, they thugged it out. That's it. Like literally, you're gonna be eating pop ramen and and crackers for six months trying to scrape that money together, but you're gonna get oh. the money for the down. That same principle works now. The only difference is, the does. only difference the only difference is everybody has shifted. I don't I mean I know a few homies in Nevada and it's kind of the same way. If you want a house and you make LA money, move to San Bernardino, you buy a house. Now, so, let me tell you I did do that. So I did save my money, right? Mm-hmm. I played the stocks. I got a real nice return from the stocks, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had my credit to it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good enough to buy. And I still have the VA loan. So mm-hmm. I reach out to a realtor, a couple, through the VA, and I was like, yeah, hey, I'm ready to buy a house. Okay. Well, with everything the way it is, you're going to need to come with more money. You can't use the VA's zero now. I just have more money just to have more money if I needed to, too, right, man? Mm-hmm. Zero down. Tell me why I couldn't even do that. I had to come to the playing table with over $10,000. Because the housing market, they were doing funny money loans. So now, even regardless of the VA loan, you they're still like okay the VA loan says you should get zero down but depending yeah. on the house but depending on the house you're getting if that person is like fuck that <laughs> I don't trust this person like you need to come with at least ten thousand because this is you know six hundred thousand dollar house whatever you need to come up with some money but if that was the situation you just have to look somewhere else. My nephew fucking is in the military, and he used this fucking situation to get a place in Georgia. He was able to get it? Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. man, that's good. And he's younger than you. Shoot. All I can say to that is that when I came, I had the money, but they didn't even they didn't even bother to look. They just said, based off, like, like you said, based off of how everything is right now, yeah, and I'm like, okay, still, I still would have been able or should have been able to do it, but during that time, like you said, with people taking out loans and moving yeah. from California out here, it fucked yeah. up everything. Yeah, because they're driving the price up. Because I have another homie who is in the reserves, and he lives in Nevada, and he's having a house custom built. I thought like, about that. It's out there. You can make your shit work for you, but again, you just got to have the knowledge of the ins and outs of it because the people are going to tell you no. And it's not a black or white thing. It's a fact of right now, if I say no, but the dude behind you is like, hey, fuck that. I'm willing to give you 20000 Are you going to take the 20000 down or are you going to try to go suck it out with you? I'm gonna take the twenty thousand down. Exactly. 
you understand I have a bunch of homies that live in Vegas. And all of them are telling me the same thing, not about the buying, but the renting. They're saying the rent a yes. place down there right now is damn near impossible. Bro, let, it went up. I We went from one place. And now, when I, we moved from the place that uh, Brittany was saying that originally, it was when things were still down. And we needed mm-hmm. more room because we needed a three-bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. I found one here where I'm staying. It was $1,500, $700 more. Yep. What the fuck? Every month, every every year, it keeps going up. Now it's in the eighteen, almost nineteen hundred, for this place, and it was like, okay, still, what the fuck? It costs way more to rent out here. And then when I was out here not that long ago, a couple years and everything, right? It was eight hundred dollars to rent a three bedroom, three bath, little garage, not a like house house, but a um, what do you call that? A Trailer house, I guess, like the stationary ones that are built in, yeah, right? Yeah, like New. double wide. Yeah, and a, a little community, you yeah. know, really small. I was, I was like, this is going to be nice. We can afford it now. Coming back, no, I should have stayed in that eight hundred dollar um, place and made it work and everything, just some chill. Mm-hmm. So it's like live and learn type situation, but that's one of the things. It's just like I was predicting everything would go down, and I'd be able to afford it instead of going up. Someone out here, uh, my co-worker, my co-worker, she sold her house. She bought it for $200,000, had an open house, had a couple come in from California, told her and that if she'd be selling, if she would sell the house to them, they would give her an extra $200,000 on top of the, um, the, the market price. Yep. Yep. And guess what she did? She did exactly that. Hell yeah. Because everybody was doing that. And people keep saying, oh, it's California. No, California has always been the driving force. That's why I've always told G, California goes down, the country's fucked. The only thing they got to look forward to is New York. Everybody else will follow suit. And now they're like, oh, well, people are moving out. You know how many people I know moving back in? The only thing is, it's just like a VIP club. To move in, you gotta have your shit in uh like is ready to go. Because you can't afford to just come down here. Like I've known plenty of people that went to Arizona, Nevada without a plan. They just go down there and that's it. They figure it out. You cannot do that in California. Unless no. you want to be homeless for a little bit. Shit, man. The way it works right now. I've been hearing a lot of people's plans on what they do for like their children and everything. And I honestly, this is it's a terrific idea to me. Even though like I get like we want our space when our children are older, I'm not gonna kick my kids out. They can stay here for you know, until they're done, if they go to college or whatever, until they got a plan, but you know, twenty five, twenty six, I'm fine with that. My mom was nice enough for for us to be that, that way. It helped out tremendously. You know, I was one of those people. I didn't know how the world worked. I thought, like, once I turned 18, everything was just going to be, like, magically imprinted on my brain. <laughs> no. But but that's because there's a lot of people, like I told you, that kid, his shit was imprinted. When he turned 18, his shit was ready to go. There's a lot of people like that. We aren't like that. And then the whole staying at home, uh, I have a couple of homies that are from Europe. And they tell you flat out, this is nothing new for them. Shit, their parents, they would stay with their parents till they was 30, 40. 
didn't matter. Until they had some shit to move out to, what the fuck do you need to move out for? That part. I really think it's just dependent on the, the parent-child relationship, you know? Like, like, oh, you got something to prove, so you want to go out and, and, and thug it out and then end up losing everything? You're still going to go back to the house, so it doesn't matter. Sure enough, man. I swear, if I knew the lessons I learned today, back then, everything would be different. And, and I say that now, I can still change it. You yeah. know, it's just it just takes a while to flip everything that you have going on and doing right now. To wait until exactly. like exactly. But it's not just that. It takes people in the community that are willing to sit there and talk to the younger people, so they understand. They don't have to make like Gino's. I have a group of little homies that literally come and hang out with me at least twice a week, and we talk about everything. We talk about business. We talk about just being, like I told a couple of them, like, bro, you guys just need to, to get a nine-to-five job. Yeah, they want to be creative and they want to own their own stuff, but I'm like, if you can't handle working a 40-hour week, you cannot run a business. Well, that and the fact that you working, you know, is going to help you reach your goals faster, help you um, fund your business. Nope, doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. You, if you fucking, if you, you could have a, a, someone could hand you a business. If you cannot do a 40 hour week for somebody, you are not going to work an 80 hour week for yourself. Okay. I can see that. I'm sorry. It's the cold. Like, like my, my, these little homies, they see me and they're like, Oh my God, I want to be like you. You got your own business. You got, I'm like, you understand I'm married to this motherfucker, right? I'm here. I'm here. Even when I'm off, the workers call me. I got to answer. I got to stop everything, answer the question. I'm in Arizona, literally calling my fucking workers like, hey, bro, you got to do this. You got to do that. I need to do this. I'm, look, I'm looking at the camera. Motherfuckers watching me watch the camera like, all right, yeah. Hey, dog, wait a minute. What's this guy doing? Hold on. Give me a minute. Let me call this dude. These kids don't even want to get up and work an eight-hour shift. What makes me think y'all going to stop having fun to sit there and, and make sure that, that people are doing stuff to make money in your shop? That part is true. Now, I'm not on your is, level, man, but I think those hours, I'm probably look, just 20 hours short of what you work. But, but, but check this out. This is the most fun, the hilarious part. I watched a documentary about a dude who uh, um, he's like an influencer. That's what every uh -huh. kid wants to be now. Every kid wants to be an influencer. So this dude worked a job and he was doing the influencing and then he got popular. And so he was like, the hell with this. I'm making money. I'm going to just be an influencer. And he did it for like, I don't know, something like four months. And then he went back in the documentary and said, I actually hate being an influencer now. He's like, before I would go to work, you know, eight hours, then I would come home and I would put in three, four hours worth of content work and it was fun and it was great. Now I get up every morning and I friggin' content all day to make sure I get enough money to pay my bills. So he's well, like, this is a job. The out? Yeah, it's a job now. It's a, it's not fun anymore. It's a job. And he didn't like he was like, I don't I don't actually want to do this anymore. He'd rather go find a job. Did he quit being an influencer altogether or just go get the job and then kind of made his way back to 
I don't. You there, know. there was. I never actually got to the end of it. But I guess there's not. There's more than one. There's a bunch of people from what I, because uh, I brought it up in a conversation with some of the homies, and they were like, "Oh yeah, this dude, that dude." I'm like, it happens because why? Kids want things to be fun, because we have fucked up again, and taught them that. Participation awards means nobody loses. Everybody has fun means nobody puts in the hard work to be the better than somebody. Like when I grew up, it was competition. You could get cut from anything. I remember kids back in the day losing a spelling bee and going and crying and being devastated for like a couple days because they weren't the best. But then they worked harder and they win the next year. I watched people play sports and completely get blown out in the championship game in front of their friends and family and just be all messed up in the head. But then they come back and they try harder next year. They put more effort in. They want to win. Now, See, that's why I like care. That's why I like football, because I feel exactly like that. If someone's stronger or faster than you, you put in the work, you come back and you fight and, you know, go against them the next time. And if you're better than them, then it paid off. And now you just yeah. have to look forward to the next person to, but, you know, face a challenge. But what does that matter? Our kids nowadays get participation awards in football, too. Oh, little Timmy, you did good this year. What did you do? You played, what, three minutes? You got a... <laughs> You fell down and tied your shoe on. Still, here's a trophy. That not only degrades the people that put in the hard work, but that makes him feel just as fucking competent as this guy. So now what happens is you push these kids along, giving them participation awards and telling them that everything's going to be okay and telling them you can't tell this person that they suck in anything because it's going to hurt their confidence. And then they turn 25 years old and they get put in a job that the owner's like, man, you are suck. You're fired. Then these kids jump off a bridge or blow their brains out or tell people they can't take life anymore. You do understand kids are fucking stressed out now in school, but technology has made it so much easier for them. That I do know. Well, tell me how that's possible. I would have killed it's a, I would have killed for a book report to take me two hours and not two fucking weeks actually I, I I experienced that I know what you mean when I was in middle school I went to the fucking library and that shit took a long ass time because you have to go to school you still have things and chores you have to do and even then, when you're done, you know, you only have so much you can write about before you go to back the next day again. Right. It also made all that information stick in your mind instead of how it is today. Like, they forget or they don't know. No. No. So, yeah, tell me how that's possible. Because all kids have to deal with everything. Oh, my God, you don't understand what the kids have to deal with nowadays. What do they have to deal with that's different? In theory, no, honestly, not that every, much. In theory, every generation gets easier because we or the adults don't want to see the kids struggle like they did. So they find out ways to make it easier. Like I said, a book report now, you sit there, you open your laptop, you you get you, you Google a couple of things, you start typing, and then you know you're done. Back in the day, you had to go 
go to the library, check out the books, read the books, do a rough draft in pencil, then rewrite that motherfucker for a second. <laughs> I remember draft. that shit. Then, at uh, the end, yeah. and then they had to be approved. You had to submit the damn rough draft, and then the, with the corrections, you had to go back and recreate. You had to submit it again, and then at the end, you had to type the motherfucker. I forgot about that process, man. I. <laughs> Uh, that was the, yeah, that, was that brings the, back memories. The coldest fucking game, at, bro. Like, you don't understand. Like, these kids, man, they'll come in the house and in ten minutes they're done with their homework and they're playing video games. We couldn't touch a video game until fucking Friday night because I every day you're doing three hours of homework. Hardcore grueling. Remember when you were allowed to go outside and you couldn't come outside? You had to drink out of the water hose? Oh, fuck. What do you mean drink out of the Man, that was it. That was the best part for me. No. The thing with us was you took whatever you needed. So we weren't playing basketball, but a basketball would come. We would hop on your bike. You would grab a bottle of water or whatever and a cup or some shit and some a bag of chips and a basketball and a football and somebody would grab a bat and a baseball and you guys would be gone they would not see you again for the rest of the day because they you knew fuck that on saturday you left the house at eight o'clock and you did not come back to that damn street light came on because the minute you came back your parent would tell you whatever you forgot to do before you left and you would need to go in there and do it, and that would be the rest of your fun day gone. <laughs> These kids now got rights, so they can sit in their fucking room and be like, go away, mom. This is my personal space. It's my time. I need me time. My therapist said I need me time. Man, I will knock your ass out right now. Man, I've seen this one video, and I feel exactly what the dad would do. I think it was his daughter. I don't know if that was a son or daughter. Said. And I told you I'd do the dishes after I got done playing the game, right? He took a bat. No, I think it was a guitar and broke that TV. He said, all right, and then walked away. Yeah. I mean, I kid you not, I had a kid come into my shop and tell me he was going to kill himself because his mom took his phone away. And that meant he couldn't talk to Do you understand kids have the most friends now but are the loneliest that they've ever because their their friends have there's no substance these are all people online i have exactly. 2500 friends exactly. okay you know none where of you, where them. you going this saturday and you know none of them what do you mean where am i going this saturday we're gonna go play uh we're gonna go play whatever fucking i don't know wow or you know, whatever bandicoot. I don't know, some stupid ass <laughs> shit. We're gonna no man, we're gonna we're gonna go play the C O D. And why is everything gotta be abbreviated now? I I actually didn't even notice that until right now. It we're really is. Everything COD. is abbreviated. We're gonna play C O D. No, no, fuck that. I don't wanna play C O D. I wanna play two K. Oh, what the fuck? I want to play 2K5, dog. We're going to play 2K5. No, no, no. No, I want to play whatever. I want to play WoW. I want to play blah, blah, blah. I want to play bull. Like, it's nothing. You can't pronounce a whole goddamn word. They can't speak in sentences. Man, you know what? The more we talk about this, the more I'm reminiscing and miss my when I was younger time. Mm-hmm. 
Remember when you didn't have a basketball court, you take a a basket and make it into a basketball court. You would throw the ball at the backboard with no hoop and pretend like it shit went in. If it as long as it, it, as long as it hit that middle part right there, then it, that's a point. It counts. Dude, you could break something like an arm, <laughs> and still would not go home. <laughs> Because then you was in for the rest of the day. Shit. Going to the hospital, you was out. And you would hide that You still had to go to school on Monday. You would hide that shit until it sort of healed. (laughs) Because you knew when you went to the hospital, that was it. You was down for the rest of the summer. You was down for whatever. And you was going to get in trouble because the reason you broke it because you did something stupid. Then you have to tell your mom or dad what you did. Or your friends will get in trouble because then they have to tell them because they was with you. Dude, someone pointed out something hilarious. They said, the funny thing is, to kids nowadays, this is a death wish. But for kids back in the day, this was fucking hours of enjoyment. And it was literally a fucking like a two by four or two by six and like a bunch of bricks. That was fun. And I literally had one of the little homies go, well, what the fuck does that mean? I'm like, bro, you would go in the middle of the street, you would stack the bricks up, and you would put the fuck two-by-six on there. That was a ramp. You know how small that fucking bridge is when you get on that? <laughs> and and there was no getting off that shit when you actually committed to going up on that board. You had to see that shit through. You know how many forks and shit were bent coming off that damn thing wrong? People fucking up shit, bruising rib cages, going flipping over handlebars. All kind of shit would get busted and broke. And your parents would fun. never know. Your parents would never know because you and the homies would devise a plan and turn into MacGyver. And all of a sudden, your bike would be <laughs> semi-working by the time you got home. Because you was getting a whooping if your bike was fucked up. I remember going over um dirt patch not patches but um dirt gaps and everything on the bike. Shit, I knew I wouldn't make it. It was still fun to do. Yeah. You would hit and people nowadays would look at that fall and be like, That kid's dead. And all they would hear was laughter coming out of the hole. Like, ah, you crazy. Did you see what happened, bro? Look, my arm doesn't work. Holy fuck, I think I broke my head. <laughs> and the only time if it was really bad like this dude tried to do a flip and broke his leg the statement was call my dad bro cause your That's dad right. has got a shot your dad you got a shot with your dad he gonna try to dust you off and try to figure it out you was just trying <laughs> to call your older brother or your dad you was not calling your mom cause that was it that was it Everybody be in trouble, even if people wasn't in their trouble. Yep. So, all of that being said, again, fucking, that's the ma- the majority of the thing. These kids aren't fucking being set up right because we're not doing it. And then when they get out in the world, we just kind of dump them off. Oh yeah, you want to go go out? Good luck, Good luck, do it. And then when they get anxiety and they're all on all kind of fucking medication and therapy and all fucked up, then we're like, man, this sucks. So then they go and demand rights. 
they always demand rights. They demanded rights when they was kids. Then they get older and they're like, look, man, I knew plenty of people that worked at McDonald's. And they made shit wages. The minimum wage at that, that time was like, when people were buying $250,000 houses, minimum wage was like $5.75. You, you, do, you do know that, right? Oh, man, I thought it was like 8 No. If you go back and look, <laughs> when those houses were coming up 100, 200,000 minimum wage, you can even say 675. Yeah, but everything else was affordable to go along with. Well, I can't say affordable. What? Let me say what, what? everything else. Everything else. Well, you could still buy multitudes of things with that check. Like what? Groceries. I'm just gonna say that. Okay, you could buy groceries, right? Yeah, not a whole lot of them, but enough. Exact right. And now you can buy not a whole lot of groceries. The only problem is people have gotten the mentality of having more. That's so true. That little bit of groceries you used to get with that little ass minimum wage check ain't enough no more. You want more because you your body you, you your brain has gotten established to that. We literally had this argument two weeks ago. Because the homies were like, oh, inflation is stupid. I'm like, think about it. Inflation is right. If we don't have it, we gonna, we're just going to go under anyway. And then they started bringing up shit. Okay, 675. Okay, well, 675, uh, when, when uh, shit was 675 an hour, uh, a fucking jumbo jack at Burger King, uh, a jack in a box was, uh, was, was $1.99. Or, or no, two, I think it was like a dollar, a, a dollar seventy. Oh, a dollar ninety-nine, a dollar seventy-nine. Okay, bet. Now I know that I know that the and this I, I know what you mean because this is what I go off of that big cheeseburger that Jack in the Box has mm-hmm. that used to be ninety-nine cents, mm-hmm. and when I was in high middle school, in high school, and then now yeah. it's like two dollars and something cents before taxes. Okay. So let's look at it like this. When you were in high school, what was minimum wage? Eight dollars, I think, eight or ten dollars. Let's say depends on where you worked at. Let's say it's eight seventy-five. Fuck that. Let's give you nine seventy-five. I'll give you. We'll split the difference, right? So it was ninety-nine cents. It was a dollar, and minimum wage was minimum wage was nine seventy-five, right? Minimum wage now is sixteen bucks. Where? Because it's $10 out here. Oh, out there. We're talking about California. California? Yeah. $16. 15 15 I know for sure. 16 Did they go up? Because it, it hasn't yeah. hit it yet, right? Well, uh, no. They, they should be going up. To, they're trying to go up to 18 Yeah, they need to stop. Like, when I was younger... I had the same mentality. Like I was like, yeah, I want more money. I want more money for this job I'm doing. But now that I'm older and I actually understand, it's like, yeah, no, I don't want more money. I just want you to fix the economy. But that is fixing the economy because think, okay, so okay. So now your your minimum wage went from nine dollars to sixteen dollars. Yeah. But that cheeseburger went from a dollar to three dollars. Yeah. Now the problem with that is now McDonald's workers are making sixteen bucks an hour, right? Yeah. 
So the skill worker that was making $16 an hour, they're going to be like, well, shit, why don't I get a job at McDonald's? Well, so they need to keep those people because they're skilled workers. So now they have to pay them $30 an hour. True. So it's a domino effect. The people that are making 30 need to make 50. The people that are making 50 need to make 100. Now, it's good, but there are some neg- negatives about that. The first thing is, whenever All there's any negative. implementation of an increase, you don't get that pay increase right away. You get that pay increase usually like a year or so later. By that time, though, everything's already went up, though. Because as soon yeah. as it's like, yeah, everything's going to you get paid more, and I understand it's a little line that they need in order to bring up the profits so they can actually pay you more, but everything goes up. So even if you're in a job that you're even though minimum wage went up, but unfortunately they're not going to pay you more because you're already paid more than minimum wage. Now you're paying more. Um, okay. On top of that, I mean that's just everything that goes up. The price uh, of everything goes up. Yeah, because it has to. For the for for us to not be completely destitute, it has to. Okay, let's make a very simple assumption. You have 10 homeboys, right? Yeah. I give you a dollar, right? Uh-huh. You have a dollar. They don't have a dollar. Let's yeah. say I give all of you guys a dollar. Okay. Does that dollar mean anything to you anymore? Huh? <laughs> I mean... Okay, and now... There's okay, no, not, no, I, know, I, know, I know it's not a trick question. I know it's not. It's just a yes and a no. Yes, because I have a dollar. No, because everyone has the same amount as me. Exactly. So now let me give you a homeboy $5. Does that uh-huh. $5 mean a lot to everybody else? <laughs> if that homeboy is about to go buy us some food, <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> the rest of you guys but only have not, dollars, right? Yeah. If not, then no. But let me give all you guys $5. Does that $5 make a damn bit of difference? Only what we can afford. Okay, so now we're talking about uh, a Ferrari. Let's say a Ferrari costs $5. Bruh. All right. It's just, okay, $5. Yeah, no, 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 I get you. I know, I know. Yeah. But, so yeah. Now, that guy can get the Ferrari, but you guys can't, right? Because you guys uh-huh. only have $1. So that makes that car elite, right? Yeah. That makes that $5 really valuable because you can buy a Ferrari. Let's say everybody on earth has $5, though. Okay. Does that make a damn bit of difference? If Because everybody's going to have a Ferrari, right? Only only for the people doing the Ferrari. I mean, only for Ferrari the company. The only thing that's going to go up is the value. The value of the car is going to go up because now they know that people want it and can afford it. But outside of that, it's the value. No, that's wrong. The value of the car goes down. The reason that people want an Aston Martin, do you know how they present an Aston Martin to people? They don't, because the only people who can afford it can afford it. No, they do. They uh, Aston Martin doesn't have any commercials. They don't do any marketing. They say, if you want an Aston Martin, you, you, fucking, you know you want an Aston Martin. But I've had yeah. homies that bought Aston Martin. You buy the damn car, they build it, and then they call you and say, hey, you know, come down, pick up the car. And when you pick up the car, they take you in this back room, and the room is like a giant vault. 
Like it's like a giant ball. And then they say, all right, go and turn the handle. And you turn the handle on the vault and the vault door opens and your Aston Martin is sitting on the turntable inside. Presentation? Yes, that, that means you are elite. You own an Aston Martin and now you have a key to that Aston Martin, which gets you access to the Aston Martin VIP lounge anytime you want. What if they did that for Toyota? Toyota would be exclusive at that point. No, everybody, you know, Toyota's the most purchased car in North America. So, you yeah, know, no, I, guys, I mean, people would have, yeah, so I mean, that, if, that you, if you raise the price. If you raise that the price line, up, that's what I was thinking, was, man. Even if you raise the price up, but everybody still buys them, it's it's not fucking it's, it's, it's whatever. It's just Toyota. Who gives a shit? Think about it. If you have exclusive fucking access to a lounge where you get shared wine and champagne, and they give you massages and everything, that's something really cool for you, right? Yeah, man. But it's all every, free, right? That's included. Exactly. Free. 100% yeah. free. Anytime you want. You can call up and they'll pick you up in a helicopter and take you over there if you want. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's dope, that's right? That's definitely, yes. That's hella dope. Now, let's say all your homies get access to it. Is that dope anymore? Or is it just is it like going to fucking the movies? See, that's a trick question. If my homies, yes. If it was just anybody, no. I mean, that's what that. Yeah. So I mean, answering your question, yes. Let's put it in a different way. No, no, yeah. it wouldn't be cool anymore if everyone had access. No, it, it's just normal. So you, the value of it goes down. It's not going up because oh yeah, everybody can get. No, the value actually goes down. The reason Ferrari is so sought after, the reason Lamborghini is so sought after, because no, not everybody can get them. Everybody can get a goddamn Honda. Everybody can get a fucking uh, a piece of shit uh, used uh, Civic. But not everybody can go and buy an Aston Martin. Nobody can buy a Maserati. That's true. That's what makes it so valuable. When they when they when they uh, plate cars, when they when they serial plate cars, they uh-huh. say they say my neighbor he's got a Corvette. He's like, bro, this is a signature edition, 50th anniversary plated Corvette, and it's number 17. Oh shit, that's dope. Out of 100, it's only 17. This is number 17 out of the 100 made, and there was only 100 made. That is valuable. He spent a lot of money on that car. If that was played 50 out of 10 billion, no one would give a shit. No. No, they don't. So the higher you guys drive up the value of the money, that of the, of the menial job, that people are doing, working at Burger King and McDonald's and shit like that, the more everybody else's money drives up. But the more everything else is going to inflate because you got to have some shit keep their value. If they don't keep their value, then our fucking shit means nothing. Then that means our dollar won't mean anything after that. 
Yes, that's why I was getting that when I was telling you when I well when I said earlier about wanting it the um everything to go back down. If I were rather take a raise or if I would rather have them fix the economy, that's what I meant. It's the dollar value. Ultimately, if everything keeps showing up, I don't know to what level, but it would be worthless, or it would be worthless less than other countries. If everybody's a one percenter, is there still a one percenter? No. There you have it. But yeah, so that's the thing. Housing market's going to go up. Food's going to go up. Everything's going to go up. Because if I make fucking sixty thousand, or make I make a hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and you know everything stays at the value of some to make a thirty thousand dollar a year person survive, I'm I'm now rich. And if I can be rich. Working at McDonald's, we're, we're done here. We're done. <laughs> we are fucking done. There's nothing else you can do. Don't you make your first million, sir? Or I flipped some patties. But then again, homies used to always fucking have apartments and shit like that. But you know what they did? You had roommates. That's true, they did. Made everything affordable. Exactly. Well, not that it's not affordable, but made it even more affordable. It made it affordable. You guys will be if you went out, all y'all motherfuckers was in one car. Y'all splitting gas. Y'all splitting food. You know what I'm saying? Y'all was in the apartment. Y'all splitting bills. Nowadays, you know why they can't do that? Because Everyone one guy will, one guy will take his money and go. Damn, I got thousand bucks. Should I put it on rent or should I buy this new Louis V belt and 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 Gucci sock? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm well, I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna keep this fifty bucks, and this fifty bucks is gonna last me the new two the next two weeks. Hell no. Well, yeah, they do do that. They all and again, that's why I said you give so they don't have money management skills. So now you take that same two hundred bucks that that guy just blew, right? Or thousand bucks that 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 dude just blew, right? Uh-huh. Now you hand him five hundred thousand dollars for reparations. You think Most likely, gonna, gonna blow it. Right? It's gonna be a hell of a blow, man. He's gonna fucking buy. You know, he's gonna have all kind of anything that he's ever heard in a rap song. He's gonna have Chris Style. He exactly. He's gonna have Louis Gucci. Uh, but what I will say on the opposite end, for those of the for those people who wanted who who know about those things and they know, guess what they're gonna do? They're Not gonna become one presenters. That and they're gonna invest in those stocks that they know are about to go up. <laughs> they're gonna turn into one percenters. And guess what? When you turn into a one percenter, guess who they're not going to hang out with anymore? Those same people that were hanging out with before, yeah, who are now spending all his damn money on belt. <laughs> the guy that got the Gucci belt, and Louis shoes, all that shit. He's not going to hang out with that guy anymore because, again, they're not going to have nothing to talk about. <laughs> not even the same mindset, I believe. Nope. 
because all that other guy's going to do is when he runs out of money, he's going to ask to borrow some money. Hey, bro, I know you got it, man. Come on, man. Hook me up. Hey, man, give me a hundred. Let me, let me hold a hundred dollars because this 50 didn't last me the whole two weeks. So I'm going to need a couple. I'm going to need gas money. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Nah. See, but that's just the thing, too. When if, if it does happen, I knew some shit like that was going to happen in the first place. Like, you want to have a percentage of people that spend their money on bullshit. You know, a percentage of people that invest their money. You want to have a percentage of people who save their money. Mm-hmm. Now, the only welfare investment I even see is if you um, put a down payment on a house. That's really it. Outside of that, you just might as well just ride the wave. Save that money. The interesting thing is, if you look at Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he says that something like that, not to all people, will be an asset. Sometimes it's just a liability. Oh, the house? Yeah. Depends on your... Depends on the lifestyle. For me personally... It'd be an asset just because of the family setting. If I didn't have a family, in all honesty, I, I went through a couple scenarios in my head, you know, before this, just in general, because, you know, you always, I've had situations where it was just like, you want to be prepared in case shit happens or have an idea of shit so you can, you know, be able to go through it. Ah. Man, I think I'd rather be like one of those people that live um that has a, a not an RV, but like a, a van or a uh, a truck, and they convert it into like a sleeping thing, a sleeping yep. not a sleeping station. That's what I actually would like. Van life or truck life. If I didn't have kids or anything like that, you know, you can drive the way you want to go. It's not that you know. If you need to fix your car or whatever, that's what, one month's rent right there? Mm-hmm. Other than that, you're just saving up on everything. You go to a 24-hour fitness area, you have access to, you know, electricity and everything. If you need it outside of your car, access to showers, um, you know, warmer food and whatnot. So, yeah, I thought about this very thoroughly if I would, you know, how I would do something if this was an outcome or this and that. And just save money or invest yep. money or do both. Yep. So again, the whole house thing only works in certain scenarios with you. It's not at all across the board uh, asset. Now, if you were to rent it out, though, if you bought one and rented it out, no, no, we need to buy one. No, you need to buy one. You buy it, no, a fourplex in that case. You buy a fourplex and just rent it out. And then just live in your car. Or you would live in the fourplex because everyone else is paying your rent, thus it pays your rent. Mm-hmm. But still the same thing. When you have other people living with you or renting from you, then you also have to worry about um, the utilities of going in and out or fixing up the house or having to do this and do that. So it does depend. You're right. It's an asset or a liability depending on what you're hey, doing and how you look at it. I got a homeboy who has a house, he owns a house, and he rents it out. He has a tenant in there. And he lives in a one-bedroom apartment. 
he gets all the tax benefits of being a homeowner, but he lives in an apartment. He doesn't have to worry about association fees. He doesn't have to worry about Melrose. He doesn't have to worry about gardening. He doesn't have to worry about any of that shit. Parks his car in his garage. He goes into his little apartment, and then that's it. He doesn't have to worry about shit breaking. The dishwasher breaks in the apartment. Somebody's coming in to fix it. And he loves that situation because he's getting constant money. The half of the money that he makes on the house goes to his rent. So he's set. Yep. But you just have to look at your situation without being fucking uh distracted with society's noise because they're going to tell you what the standard and what the status quo is what you should be doing but that may or may not fit with what you need want to be doing with your life true especially in the day and age yep but there's nobody to sit there and try to sit us down and teach us this so by the time we figure it out we're already behind the eight ball and we're just chasing check to check. That's true. No, no, Galvin. You like, I can ask you your other question now too, since we've had this conversation, you asked about credit card versus debit card, right? Yeah. And I said, man, you're thinking about this completely off, right? Now what I would do and what I've explained to people to do in the past, and I'm explaining to the little homies right now to do is, you're going to get both. You're going to get a secured credit card. Especially if the person is under the age of 16, you're gonna get them a secured credit card. It's gonna have their name on it. And basically they're gonna earn money to be put onto the card. Now, what happens is that card is a credit card, but the credit card is backed with your own money like a debit card. So you pay that bill and it's just replenishing the card like you would do a debit card. But what happens is it's a credit card. So now you're building your credit. If you ever now that, have, I've oh. I've used one before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done one before, and you're right. It does. It does. Um, does it does work? Mm-hmm. I um, I still got one there, exactly. I never exactly. like closed it down. Exactly. It's like it's smart to use it, just have it, and not use it, and just use it for purchases you know you can pay off, just like debit. But then it always reflects on your credit, so you're building your credit score. Yeah, at one point, at one point, I built a 790 credit score with a 250 dollars credit card. That's hella good, man. Yeah, but you just have to have the right mentality for it. Have everything paid off before the um, date that it sends everything in to the credit companies. I had the mentality: if I can't afford to buy it, I ain't buying it. But oh, that's first. But then I got the secured card, 
and I would just use it. So I would have the money and I would use the card and then wait till the balance hit and then I'll pay it off. So that showed good credit standing. And that's how you boost your credit score. Did you I know I need also? to do that right now because I, I'm trying to pay off the credit card from some dental work I have to get done. But once that's done, I'm going to use a smaller credit card. and I'm going to go about doing it that way. Okay, now here's an interesting thing. You want to know how you can make some money just by having some decent credit cards? Pay the if bills, you... but then okay. um, pay the bills or pay your utilities or pay your rent if you have it. And then pay what you would pay, the then pay your credit card right off. No. Hold on to your credit card and don't touch it as long as you can. Hell, five years. And then start using it monetarily. But you have to get length on the card, which means you need five, seven years or some crap like that, right? Uh-huh. But the thing is, once you get that, if your card has less than a 40% balance on it, you could sell your fucking cards authorized users for money. How does that work? Easy. People do big businesses do this shit all the time. So let's say G, he wants to build his credit, but he can't. What you do is you go through a company that gets authorized users. That company finds you. You have a fucking $15,000 credit card that's got $2,000 balance on it that's been in good standing for like 7, 10 years. All right, dope. You take that card and you say, all right, I'll let G be an authorized user on this account. He can't spend no money on it, but we'll put him on the card for three months. Once he's on your card for three months as an authorized user, that card hits his credit report and gives him a good line of credit, which then boosts his credit score. He pays you cash of like 500 bucks then. After three months, he gets taken off the card, that job is done, and then he goes figures out something else. That's Most nice. Bigger most bigger credit cards will let you have two and three authorized users on the account. So you could technically load up your authorized users and be making $1,500 every quarter. I like that. Is that a, is that, is there a company that can do that right now? You can literally go on Google and look the shit up. But again, what's the, what's the name of the process called? It's you, it just say, uh, authorized like what the fuck is it again like we looked it up a while because I have a homie that does it uh it's like fucking adding authorized users to build credit or some bullshit like that and there's a couple of companies like I'll if you give me a day or two I'll, I'll look the shit up again or I'll call a homie and he'll give me the, the fucking the the sites and I'll just send them to G. All right, yeah, well, I'll take that, man. I'll do that shit right now. But you have to have like it has to be the certain criteria. Like it can't be no little. Like oh, it's five hundred dollars. Nobody cares. It has to be a big line of credit, 
and it has to be in good stand. That means you have to be paying it on time. But you can make money off of it. There's major companies that do it. There's a there's a proper term for it, but I you can literally just Google what I said and, and shit'll just pop up. And you just go hunting through it. I'm doing that right now. Cause I mean like <laughs> I, I I got a I got a I got a pretty big credit card, but I don't want to do that for somebody else. I want to pay somebody or for I can get a bigger credit. Um for my credit score can be bigger. Or as mm-hmm. fast as as fast as possible to get it back up to where it used to be. But then again, like I said, I have a homie who does that. That's all he does is build credit. So, you know, he's like, okay, you let me see your credit. Let me see what's up with it. Okay, yeah, yeah, this, this, and this. I could I could do that. Uh, and then you just pay him whatever. All right, he's like, all right, I'll do it for $2,000. $2,000 and then in like three months, four months, or some shit like that, your credit score is like heavy contender. That's like the figuring out how to get negative credit lines off your account and put positive ones on it. I like what he does. But again, you would not have known that if you wouldn't have talked to me right now. Nope. I didn't know some shit like that was possible. The only thing I knew was like, you know, getting authorized users on to bring up the credit score, but I didn't know that was a way you could actually make money from it. Yep. And there's ways of deleting negative credit lines. That's why I tell G all the time. It's like the guys that I deal with now are different than back in the day. Back in the day, your homies was all like, yeah, let's go party. Let's go drink and let's go do this and that. I mean, granted, we hang out and do that shit too. But like, shit you not, you'll see me and my homies will be talking trash and all that stuff. And we can literally sit down and have a whole business conversation about everything. And that doesn't mean everybody has to agree and have the same views, but everybody has an educated statement on the topic. And they can, I can respect your view just like you can respect mine and understand everybody has their way of trying to get to that money. And if we work That's together, true. everybody can help everybody get to that money. Me and G have had several conversations where I'm like, look, man, I'm trying to show you the game. Any questions you ask, man, if I got the answer to it, you know, if that's my strong suit, I'm going to give you the path. Because I know that, not now, but once I get some experience doing this mental counseling, that's what I do when I open up my own practice. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But I'm going to let you guys go. I don't even know kids. where he went. Yeah, man. I think you. I think when you said he got kidnapped, it really happened. The second time he went yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he I think went they, to sleep. I think they used the burlap sack. They was like, "We're just gonna do it the old school way." This dude is with well, love. <laughs> That's crazy. We we've had a conversation for like over an hour, and he is like been complete. Dude's not there. Is he? Is he even in the room? Can you hear me now? Wait a minute. Can you hear me now? What the hell? Oh, what's up? You wasn't kidnapped. Fuck. Okay, hold on. Are you are you in a safe place? Nah, my mic. Well, no, nah, I, I had to go help. I had to go um help the neighbor real quick. But yeah, for some reason, my mic's not working. Hold on. Is this neighbor a female? 
So he left, and basically most of that shit we talked about isn't even going to be able to air. What did you say? I said, G left, and now everything we talked about, most of that shit ain't even going to be able to put on air. Wait a minute. What, what can't be put on air? Look, man, in the podcast. <laughs> All right, huh? It's 6 o'clock. Okay, yeah, not a problem. Right, I want to. I want to do one thing before we end, just real quick. Take two seconds. Look, Adam's trying to go. Okay. I know. I heard him. I heard him. And I want to see how baby's crying in the background. Mm, More something. So before we head out, I want to go ahead. And my bad. My mic quality isn't that good. My other mic, for some reason, stopped working. It's not coming on, so I had to switch mics to this cheap one. So. But before we go, I want to just quickly because we got a comment, and I, and as y'all know, oh, and as y'all know, I like, you know, I I, I want to give y'all a chance to be part of the podcast. So since we got a new comment, I just want to read it real quick before we head out. Sorry about this, people. It's taking a minute to load. Is it about the Latina Latin Gen X thing? No, no, no. We're not. We're, this is not live, man. Oh, I wish I wish it was live. I mean, that's the goal for the future is to be live. Like one one day, one day, man, we will be we will be doing live podcasts. Mark my words. But I'm the sad part is, do a live edit. Live with these kids. Like, hold up, go back. Any evidence is deleted. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We had a couple of comments. All right. So I just want to read off some of these comments real quick. And then we're going to head and we're going to head forward. Okay. And just in case y'all want to respond. So we got two comments. Here we go. Okay. First one. Oh, are you kidding me? What is this? Sh- no! Fuck. I hate Google. No, I just gotta just give me two seconds. I'm not trying to take forever. Just fucking Google want to bull want to be a Look, bitch. Man, Google knows that you were hit and you were burlap sacked, so it's just trying to confirm that it's not the person there. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to hurry up. I'm trying to hurry up. Just give me a few minutes. I'm I'm gonna get through this quick. You sure already had this keyed up? You haven't said nothing in like four hours. Well, I didn't know. I just saw it. Like I said, huh? Oh, good lord. Yes, it's me. I'm gonna play some music for you. Hold up. Where's my where's my No, I'm here? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Damn okay, it. Okay, come in. All right. So okay, I'm just glad to use the bad mic. So okay, so we got two comments. And if y'all want to respond, you're welcome to. You know, I would definitely if if you guys like to respond to any of these comments. So I'll just, I'll just, I'll just read, read three. So we got three new comments. Here we go. So the first one is from somebody called LM, and it said, "Many people don't have manners because of per- perception. There's no consistent consensus. I think I'm saying that right. Consensus, bro. Yeah, consensus. Okay, I said it right. Cool. Okay. Shout out to you, LM. The next one is from Andrea Morsino. I think that's how you say it. I apologize. I'm not good with names. I'm trying my best, but here you, you go. Know that's Moreno. Bro. Adriana. Oh, thank you, Adriana Moreno. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Hey, I'm not great with my name. Adriana Moreno. Just compare the Trump administration with the Biden administration. Trump did a great job as president, but 
one wanted to one wanted to admit it. He was not part of the script, and they didn't like that. Clinton, Bush, Obama, and Biden are part of the script. War hunger people. Um, I feel like Trump did do some good things, you know, and I just think that maybe his mouth was the thing that got him in trouble for a lot of people that made it seem like he was insensitive, you know, because you don't have to be a sensitive person, but as a president, you do have to, you know, kind of be a certain type of way for the people, you know, equality and whatnot, but I just think his mouth got him in trouble. All right, for sure, for sure. And then the last comment is from Chipper McManus. What am I watching? And I will reply live on stream. The the future. (laughs) Ow. That's what you're watching. You're watching the future. So I want to thank y'all for commenting. I definitely appreciate it. And we're going to go ahead and end this podcast. So, but again, thank y'all for commenting. And make sure to leave your comments down below, whether it's here on the podcast or there on the Cliff channel. We'll read as many as we can, but I want to make sure to get those out. So I want to thank y'all definitely. So let's go ahead and end this podcast. Once again, I want to apologize for the mic. If it's not coming in well, I had to switch out. But anyway, so once again, I want to thank y'all for checking out the podcast. I want to thank Adam. I want to thank John. I almost got your name wrong. I want to thank Adam and I want to thank James for coming on. I definitely appreciate it. Make sure once again on your way out to like and subscribe, share it, let your peoples know. Also, make sure to check us out on various different podcast platforms that you know we're on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all the major ones and even some smaller ones. Check us out all there. All the links are down below. You can also check me out on the Wisdom app where I do live talks once a week. I miss... As I recorded this video, I missed this week, but I will be back next week. Again, I don't tell y'all when I come on, but when, I, when I'm when i on, I'm on. And also remember, check us out on the Cliff Channel, Fit the Description Podcast. You can find us everywhere. So once again, I want to thank y'all. I appreciate y'all, and we'll definitely be back next week. All right, y'all. Hey, I got something to say. I got right. something to say. Go ahead, Adam. Go ahead. G, I'm sorry that you didn't get your PS5, man. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. I hate you so much. I hate you so <laughs> much. Boo! <laughs> Man, I gotta go uh, charge my PS5 controller real quick, though. And <laughs> oh, my play! Yeah, I'm not gonna get a chance to play that. That's that's communal property now within the household. It's a Netflix movie. That's all my PS5 is it's for Netflix. <laughs> all right, that's fine. That's fine. You got it this time. But next time, Adam, again, if we do it. (laughs) And again, like I said, if we do another one on Saturday, Adam will definitely be back. I guess he'll be part of the Saturday crew or the weekend crew if we want to do one. Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right. If we do do one on on the weekday, just let me know the time. So, yeah, so we'll do that. But all right. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and um, end this podcast. All right. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for checking out this podcast, and y'all have a good one. All right. See ya.